Hi, welcome to another episode of On the Line. My name is Christina Kay. And I'm Joe Mullings, and I'm really excited today in studio. We have a great friend of mine and a respected businessman, Jason Tushman. Jason is a, I call him an entrepreneur, he won't call himself an entrepreneur, and business owner uh, who's building out some very intriguing businesses. And we're going to have him in today to chat about New Year's resolutions, what it means to your career as an employee and potentially an employer. Welcome, Jay. Thanks. Glad to be here. Appreciate it. Why don't you share um, with our listeners a bit about your background and how you got to where you are today? Sure. Um, you know, was a guy from the Midwest, grew up uh, actually in the steel recycling business, or as I say, the scrap business, uh, and many people may be familiar with. Um, uh, really fortunate to have had that experience. And uh, from a work perspective, you know, was out at 14 years old, out shoveling stuff, moving grease pits, crawling up cranes and, and just learning the basics and getting to interact with some just awesome people in, a, in an awesome industry, you know, with tremendous fundamentals at a young age, you know, buy low, sell high, run efficiently, uh, all the stuff that it takes to, to really run any business. Um, got to do that through, uh, you know, through summers and winters as, as a young kid and, and through college. Um, married my college sweetheart. Uh, after doing some graduate school uh, in uh, have an MBA and a law degree and was planning on going into that business with my family. But uh, during a honeymoon uh, out in Southern California, had an amazing thing happen where I met uh, a guy on the golf course the day that my wife chose that we could go golfing or that I could go golfing. That was when I golfed back then before four kids and uh, met a really neat guy back in uh, August of, uh, or no, July of, August of 1997 on the golf course. And uh, uh, happened to go and interview with him, you know, a day later in my honeymoon. So I think that was the fourth day of my honeymoon. <laughs> Came back from the honeymoon with uh, a bunch of uh, apartment rental magazines and went to my wife at the pool and said, hey, I think we can live out here in Southern California. Wouldn't that be neat? And, um, it was actually for an internet company. It was uh, back in 1997 for a company that's still around today called Auto by Tell. And uh, went in from you know graduating law school and thinking I was going into the steel recycling business, the scrap business, uh, into a heavily, heavily intense advertising marketing company uh, associated with the internet and content publishing. In 1997. 1997. Wow. And product development. Uh, and a bunch of stuff that I knew nothing about. I literally went and researched the company when I got back from um, uh, Newport Beach. I went to the Toledo Library downtown and pulled up Microfish. Pulled up Microfish <laughs> of articles on Autobytel and the internet. Oh literally, no, no exaggeration. I love that. Because I wanted to make sure that what I was looking at was actually real. That right? was your version of Google, right? That was my Google, <laughs> right, in 1997. So um, ended up, my wife uh, moved in with my parents, which she still thanks me for today, for a series of four months uh, while I went out and, and started to work with this company uh, in September of 1997. And uh, she was supporting us. She was working in pharmaceutical sales. And I went out for a drastically low compensation, uh, but in what I thought was going to be an amazing opportunity. And um, 
that was really an, an interesting opportunity because it changed my perspective uh, on thinking not only from a business standpoint, but from a personal standpoint, just opened up how big the world was. And um, worked with that company for four years through product development, kind of, um, you know, mechanical project management stuff, building stuff for them and built some interfaces with auto insurance companies and, uh, and our company so that you could automatically provide auto insurance to uh, interested buyers. And that sounds, that sounds ho-hum today, but 97, yeah. that was... Uh, yeah, 1997, it was nobody understood what was going on. For the last 10 years, um, I've had a, an amazing opportunity to own a company called Red Spot Interactive. And we are, you know, the nation's leading patient acquisition company for elective health uh, uh, medical practices. Uh, plastic surgeons, cosmetic dermatologists, orthodontists, ophthalmologists, cash pay medical businesses. And their, their businesses are the same as the scrap business, right? Even though they're medical industries, they're, they're commoditized, right? They have heavy, heavy competition. Uh, it's all about running their businesses efficiently. Uh, and they've just got to acquire customers and work off of volume. That's a commoditized business. That's the, the scrap business. We're uh, at the end of December and as a business owner and a, and a pretty dynamic career you have, did, did you find yourself making resolutions every year and, and, and we're coming into 18 and the 17? What, what are your thoughts on that? You know, personally, from a strategic view for our company, our resolutions are at the tweaking stage. Uh, as we've matured as a business, you know, we're 10 years into this, you know, our product is defined, our value proposition is defined our client base is defined. So for us, our resolutions are more closely defining what we're working on and know already works and hey, how can we make that better? Uh, outside of probably our corporate marketing, you know, and, and, and all the opportunities available from a corporate marketing perspective with social media and, and content publishing, those are probably the biggest changes to our business. You know, but then when you go and look at an individual level with our team members and things like that, it's a little bit relevant to the company and what I'm doing. In other words, our, our younger employees, as far as tenure with us, we may have bigger resolutions, right? Hey, it's been a great first six months. Here's the things that, you know, we need to work on and here's the things you did really good. And hey, let's have that check-in on where you want to be. So I had some of those discussions this week, you know, got a great guy uh, who's been with us for six months. It was our first interaction on, hey, how are things going for you, right? How are you doing? Um, and then, where do you want to go? I've gotten to know you now. You know, we have 45 employees, so it's, you know, relatively, it's a decent size amount of team members, but I still get that really strong opportunity to interact with everybody pretty much on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And, uh, you know, where do you want to go? You know, where do you want to be six months from now when we have that next check-in? And then how can I help you get there? So it's an annual resolution for you? I think for us, we're still at kind of a semi-annual mm -hmm. for the most part. Mm -hmm. You know, our our... Our resolutions, the way that I do it, uh, I like to see them come from our team members and then I help them get there versus me go to them and say, here's where I want you to go. I want to hear a little bit more first about where they want to go and what their resolutions are and then provide feedback on how they're doing and how I can help them get there. And that's that may be still a little bit of an informal process for a company our size, but I think we can. it works for us. Uh, as we get bigger, I think that'll be harder to manage. Um, but today I think it works pretty good for us. Chris, do you have resolutions coming up? Well, I think it's different when you basically work for yourself. Uh, you know, you have to really think reflexively about what you need 
psychology says that New Year's resolution doesn't really work, mostly because people swing it towards the negative. Don't do this. Stop doing that. Change this. You know, as humans, we don't really respond very well to that kind of thinking, and, and we just tend to self-flagellate and punish ourselves in the process and quit. Uh, so I think that in whatever your resolution is, whether it's personal or professional, you know, it's important to think about how to make it really positive. I'm going to do something new. I'm going to take on a new adventure. I'm going to do a new thing in my life and not, you know, scorn myself for doing this old thing and, and trying to suppress that. So like a, a simple example would be, you know, instead of I'm going to stop eating junk food, I can start eating a greater quantity of healthy food. You know, for me, it's important to always think, how can I improve and not how can I stop the negative? And then I think also, you know, making sure that that you reward yourself for accomplishing those little goals is important to, to reinforce the, the positive feeling with more positive behavior and to not take on anything insurmountable because I think that that just reinforces the negative thinking like, oh, I failed. I couldn't do it. I can't. I'm not able. And next thing you know, you're on the couch eating candy bars. As far as my personal New Year's resolution, and I'm typically very bad at this, actually, so I'm not always great at taking this medicine, but it's something I, I would do and, and I think anybody in, in a creative field should do or sort of any any field where you can demonstrate, you know, proven skills or development. I, I really should go back and look at 2017 and look at everything I've made and figure out how to incorporate it into my reel. And I should take... 2018 as an opportunity to reflect positively on 2017. That's that's where I like to see resolutions go for me is less, you know, sort of marching forward into this new year where I'm going to somehow become like bionic and perfect and more so like, you know, uh, parse through what happened last year and figure out how to, to take the good and move forward. Uh, and I like the idea of using the rear view mirror because I, I don't like rear view mirrors at all. But I like the idea of the rear view mirror of what did I accomplish, which right is a positive, and then what are my bogeys for 18 relative to those. And so those, both of those are really empowering um, approaches. What I always find fascinating, fascinating about New Year's resolutions is the farcical commitment to them, meaning that like somebody said to me the other day, you know what, I'm going to... I, look out, look out, look how fat I look in this picture. You know what? Next year, on January 1st, <laughs> I'm going to start going on a diet. And so, you know, I scratch my head. I'm like, cool, awesome. But how deep can that commitment be if you're not willing to make it today? But next Tuesday sounds like a good idea. Right. Right? And then what you do is you start a chain of breaking commitments. And Chrissy, you mentioned something really important. I think the density of a commitment is more critical than making one. So there are commitments that need to be, from a scale of 1 to 10, a 10. And those are like what I call North Star commitments. And those are the commitments that no matter what, I'm going to die before I don't break that commitment. And then there's the number one commitments, like I'm going to stop drinking a bottle of wine a night. <laughs> right? <laughs> and if I don't do it, meh, meh. But, at least Sunday through Thursday. Right. So, right, <laughs> right, right. so, so I think it's important to categorize your or, or uh, the commitments and like this one is non-negotiable. Yeah. This one I am willing to die for. But think also of the language you just used. You know, starting January first, I'm going to go on a diet. That's a that's a language of deprivation. I'm going to stop eating the things I really love eating. That's why I eat them all the time. 
Instead, you know, that language could be starting January 1st, I'm going to put a concerted effort into putting the best possible fuel into my body. That's a completely different mindset, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the one bottle of wine a night, I don't know. I think you could find a way to skew that either way. <laughs> but uh, Is somebody there with you to help you. <laughs> right. It could be, it, it could be something as, uh, as simple as, you know, starting the new year, I'm going to make a concerted effort to drink the amount that my partner would prefer. (laughs) I think there's a way to skew that positive too. But you know what I, I like what you talked about in that, you know, look, a couple things. One is I do like this time of year to do the autopsy. And I say in my company all the time, look, I don't need an autopsy on this. Tell me what we need to do going forward. So this doesn't happen again, or how can I help you make sure this doesn't happen again? autopsies uh, become emotional, they become personal, it becomes who made the mistake, and that's not what you need to work on. You just need to work on as a company and and as teams and departments, what do you need to do going forward? Um, Personally though, uh, as far as, you know, not looking at it as a resolution, I do like to do that internal autopsy of, okay, what can you do better? What can you do better for your team members? Uh, what are your teams thinking they can do better versus resolutions, right? Uh, or drastic changes in goals. Because it, as an individual, a company, or a team member, if you're focused on the right things, you're probably not going to have drastic resolutions, right? You're going to have alterations, enhancements, new learnings, new opportunities versus, you know, yeah, drastic Yeah, those, those resolutions have to they have to map to really who you are, yeah. right? Yeah. Because otherwise there's it, 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 there's gonna be conflict and dissonance all the time. I watch people all the time say, I'm going to boil this ocean in the new year. And I'm just like, what? You, you've never done that once and how are you possibly gonna circle the globe today, right? So it's important to be aware of who you are and make sure you manage that against who you think you want to be because then that will cause you to just get in a cycle of making really bad decisions and that dissonance will by design crush you and then that leads to a slippery slope do you have you ever had any um particularly ridiculous resolutions failed and or successful <sighs> yeah but i can't mention it in, that. in a couple of years <laughs> i might be able to mention it when 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 there's less people at risk. Okay. <laughs> but but right now, yeah, I I I've had I've had two major resolutions um, that I asked myself the question, and this this is every time I make a major one. If I don't, what will it cost me? That becomes incredibly powerful when you when you look at something and you want to do something. Human behavior will have you work harder to keep something and not lose it versus gain it. So when you put that language of, if I don't do this, what will it cost me? And then that becomes, it's already in you versus, if I do that, what can I get? Just think how that fell on your head. You would work harder to keep five bucks than gain five bucks, most, most human beings. And so I I have made a couple massive um commitments. And like I said earlier, I don't take them lightly. And so therefore I was willing to die and I'm not being dramatic, die not to have broken them. I'm still looking to get to 190 pounds, dude. 
<laughs> Unless you're willing to be an amputee, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I've been making that one for a long time, and my kids Jason and I every became, year. <laughs> Jason and I became very good friends working out together and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And his fat ass laying on me. He's, he, I wish he was 192. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, th I think it goes to right. What is really important, and and that's important to me, right? My health and all of that. But it's like you know, to what Joe was saying, you know, I have good health. Thank God. You know, I'm I'm healthy. I enjoy working out, so I'm healthy. So that you know, that 20 pound tweak. Yeah, I'm gonna get there, but you know. Come Saturday night when I want to go out with my wife and we have a nice dinner and you know right. you can't give up living right yeah and, that, and those are the ones those are the ones earlier I referred to it there's the tens and the ones right yeah. so I have two or three tens this year coming up yeah um and I don't make them I don't make these public proclamations on them because yeah. then I'm just like yeah I if if they're not enough for me to drive me and I feel like I have to throw them out there for somebody to go yay yeah then they're not really tens yeah my 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 ones and twos and threes I'll put on the table. And then I'll break them on January 2nd, right? But my 10s, I keep them here, and I just absolutely yeah, drive They're very, per very personal. And I think as you get older, they become more personal. Yeah. Right? And, and, they become more cerebral, more, hey, and they're less be too. a better person? They're less. They're yeah, not a yeah. list. But they're very intense. Yes. They're very deep. Yes. Yes. What are yours, Christy, coming up? I mean, I I think I take this. I'm pretty irreverent about this. Bizarrely. I failed at my resolution a couple of years ago to see every Marx Brother movie ever made. I don't know how I didn't <laughs> successfully complete that one, but or like uh, one year I Animal wanted Crackers. I like that one. And I, in fact, I was just trying to remember what was the movie I saw that I loved so much. I'm sure the day before New Year's, where I was like, "This is my resolution." <laughs> I can't even remember what movie it was. I totally failed that one. But I think one year I, I resolved to be more like Ellen DeGeneres, and I think that year I really was more like Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you know I, I think I think it's it's also possible to just be really playful to think like um if I could imagine my best self even if it's pure fantasy what could that person be and and what are these kind of irreverent fun steps I could take to get there you know I think Ellen dances a lot and she loves openly and she's unafraid to be the person that she is all the time and I thought those are sort of abstract ideas but saying out loud I how could I be more like Ellen DeGeneres sounds silly enough that I could maybe do it you know, instead of saying like, I want to be bolder, I want to dance more, I want to love, like those are so highfalutin, but I want to be like Ellen is really not. Actually. But you're thinking about those on a consistent basis, right? Not on an annual basis going, this is a right. resolution. I mean, in the short time that I've known you, you're, you're thinking always about how to be a better person and <laughs> how, right. you know what I mean? I mean, that's seriously. And that's, that's, so again, I go back to, that's not a resolution. That's an individual right. constantly trying to get better. Right. right. And that's, that's that why, North Star. That's that yeah, North Star. Yeah, that's it's that, the North Star, exactly. You, you don't decide every year, oh, this is the year, right? right. Like, no, this is the lifetime of this yeah, resolution. Right. And over the year, I'll make these little micro adjustments. Exactly. Yeah. So who you are over a lifetime needs to be a resolute decision that you're willing to die for. And then the years should map to that. Because if it doesn't, there's the dissonance again. And that filter works personally. Mm-hmm. It works with your team members. It works corporately. Like I really believe that. You know, it's it's you're, you've got a north star. You know, our north star is to drive as much revenue as possible for our clients, profitably. Mm -hmm. That's the north star. You know, we've known that for eight years. So we're tweaking and tweaking. You know, and our tweaks were larger and they get smaller and smaller and smaller. You know, and the things we're tweaking now are are 
minor, but they're still really important because we want to be perfect, right? We want to deliver the best value and we deliver the best value today, but we're constantly trying to deliver more. The same personally, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm working on this, I'm working on this, but it, I don't sit down on January 1st and go, this whole huge new roadmap. I do an autopsy. I got to get better at this. I could do this differently. You know, I need to alter this. The Jason brought up something interesting that has a lot to do with successful resolutions. And I'm going to challenge him on this. You know, he said that his driver is delivering as much revenue top line to his clients and, and net profits, obviously, as well. And I think that's a product of what comes out. I think that your resolution or your why is more important. And I believe as you're trying to put best in class product and service out there and educate your potential customers and existing customers. And out of that comes profit and revenue. And, and, and I'm saying that because years ago I made that shift and it was a big shift to TMG. It was, I am no longer gonna look to make 5 million, 7 million, 9 million as an organization. Instead, my mission and my resolution is to create so much value, education, information, and outside my organization to the world, in our organization, I wanna create opportunities for the best athletes that we hire, and then let them be the best version of themselves, but always remind them that they have to be willing to kill who they are today to be who they can become tomorrow. That is our resolution, and out of that comes tremendous revenue growth. And so if your annual resolutions don't map to those, then you're not helping that long ball and you're certainly going to have a hard time keeping those ones and twos that I put them on my scale resolution. So without going too deep, I did take a deep dive there. Chris, what do you think? I mean, I agree, actually, uh, you said about the, what Jason said about the um, North Star versus resolution. I think that we tend to we tend to resolve to do things in very traumatic moments, you know, like I'm suddenly I'm sick. I must resolve to change the life that made me sick, right? And that's a that's an unfortunate way uh, to get there. And, and to a certain extent, I think that's how New Year's resolutions work. Is well, this past year not so hot. I must resolve for the next year, you know. And I think that's part of why people don't really have very much fun on New Year's Eve is because <laughs> there's all this trauma that you're already sort of presupposing about whether or not it's going to be the maximum, the hundred percent, and the best of the best of the best. And I think that relieving that stress and, and following maybe a North Star instead of a resolution is probably going to help you, you know, lower your blood pressure. Work in day. progress. I mean, right. it really is a North Star yeah. equals work in progress. Right. And you never get to the North Star. Right. No, but you're not supposed you're to. always chasing. Right. Exactly. No, it's exactly. who I agree. you're becoming, right? That, yeah. that's, that's the takeaway that I always you give don't want to the to younger people that I coach is the goal is super important. The North Star is super important. What's more important is not reaching it, but who it is you become in your pursuit of that is way more important than the destination. So you make sure that you pick those North Stars, set those big time resolutions, and then care about who you become during that journey because that really drives 
your fulfillment. I didn't use happiness. Fulfillment. And so it's really important to understand that the pursuit of that North Star is way more important than getting the hook on it. Personally, for me and and for our company, I actually, I, I very much believe in and support setting the big goal. For us, you know, I, I go back to when we started the company and, and um, we bought a, a media property back in uh, 2008 from a, a plastic surgeon out of Manhattan. I remember going back to him and, you know, I'll never forget, I was in a hotel room with my other partner. <laughs> Uh, you know, we didn't have an office yet. We had a business plan and we're getting ready to execute on the initial stages of the business plan and told them, this is, look, this is exactly what we're going to do. We're going to manage the entire patient acquisition process up until somebody gets into the doctor's office. And he's on the phone, you know, he's up in New York and he's an older guy. And he says, there's no way. There's absolutely no way. This was a concept for us at that point, right? This was the way auto dealerships had done it for 50 years, we were just going to transfer that that workable strategy to a different industry. And, you know, response one was, your goal isn't going to work. Well, you know, here we are 10 years later, and it works really damn well. But it took, you know, it took six years to get there. It took pen and paper. Right, but that's like Bannister with the four-minute mile, right? Nobody ran the (laughs) four-minute mile. They thought it was physically impossible in 1958. He did it, and ever since that day, more than 25,000 people have broke the four-minute mile, and a large percentage of them are high schoolers. And why? Because somebody did it. Yeah, and so now that North Star is gone. That North Star is much different than what it was then. Mm -hmm. So the pursuit of the North Star from a New Year's resolution part to me is what's motivating to me, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, you can look back and say, okay, how have I changed? How have I become a different person, whether it's better, worse, or whatever that is? And how do, you know, what's my North Star? How is my North Star adjusted and how do I continue to go after it? Uh, that's that's what excites me about this time of year in looking forward, talking to my team members. So, Christy, um, I've got a couple tactical I want to give out. Do you have any you want to start with? Um, I want to say that my grandmother always said, I won't do her Puerto Rican accent. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Please do it in the Puerto Rican I love accents. <laughs> I don't know if I can still do it. <laughs> the road to hell was paid with great expectations. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have a couple tactical ones, right? Be patient while being relentless, right? That's that macro-micro theory. Um, develop your network, but don't let it be a crutch. I watch too many people go around a weekly networking sessions and it ends up being a group I am gonna fest um, and I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that and they just hold hands in kumbaya. Go out and do something action-oriented. Um, and then finally, uh, stop making excuses about everything. Just own everything that occurs in your universe. Yeah. Right? And And I think... Those are the ones that I would tattoo across uh, uh, every individual if I had a chance to. Jay, what do you got? Um, well, just to play on that, I mean, the, the sense of ownership to me is is something that uh, has gotten more clear in my filter as I've as I've matured. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be as a business owner, a father, a husband, um, uh, definitely something that I talk to my children about now as much as I talk to my company. 
that sense of ownership, I think, is a huge guiding principle to getting to your North Stars or, or moving forward to your North Stars. And ownership truly is a word. And I know <laughs> I know I'm using it enough when my son's looking back at me and saying, Dad, take ownership of that, <laughs> which probably correlates to the 190-pound, you know, weight goal. So, you know, God bless my son Jake out there. And then uh, um, I think uh, listening as a guiding principle, um, uh, I think it's just huge and, and unfortunately is, is something that you don't uh, get better at uh, or most people don't get better at until they get older. <laughs> so, you know, when it, what is it? The, uh, you know, the ability to listen now versus the way I did 10 years ago is night and day. And, and man, I wish I had it 10 years ago. And then, uh, you know, just hard work and focus. You know, I, I just really, when I think about, you know, recalibrating towards my North Star, recalibrating our company towards our North Star, recalibrating our team members, you know, in my life with my family, focus and hard work. It almost always comes back to stay focused or disciplined, whatever word you want to use, mm-hmm. and hard work. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Jay, thanks for coming in today. I, uh, I was trying to put this together for a super long time, so I appreciate it. Thank you. You got it. And I'm wishing everybody a happy new year. I am Joe Mullings. I'm Christina Kay. And I'm Jason Tushman. And this has been On The Line. Have a great new year. Happy holidays.